Well, welcome to uh, Summit Church. We're so glad you're here. And if you're joining us online, we're grateful you're here as well. This is going to be a fun morning. And the reason I know that's true is because we're going to be talking about fun today. That's right. Just like the shirt says, truth in advertising, right? Sundays are for fun. We've been in this series about the Sabbath and taking that time to spend. We learned the first week that, that the Sabbath was not created for another rule for us to follow, but that God created it for us to enjoy. And that in the process of that, we spend some time with God and we connect with Him and He fills our souls. And last week, Pastor Chris talked about the importance of family and how uh, understanding, taking some time for the week to spend with our family, not only our biological family, but our, our chosen family, our, our church and our friends. Those things are so important, but did you know that God also values fun? And we believe in having fun here at Summit, don't we? Yes. Obviously, after that worship. So uh, I, I think we should start off with a little fun this morning. Is that okay with you? Yes. We're doing it anyway, whether you're okay with it or not. So... <laughs> Here's, here's, this is a, a, a play-along game, okay? This is participation from you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a fun song, and you guys are going to tell me the name of the artist, okay? So we'll play the clip, and then you will share the artist. Let's go ahead and roll the first clip. Okay, who is that? Okay, go ahead and cut it off. That's Cindy Lauper. That's right. Come on, Cindy. And, and what do girls want to do? Is that true, ladies? Okay. Obviously written by a mom of toddlers, right? <laughs> Chasing them around. They're so ungrateful, aren't they? Have you ever heard a toddler say thank you? Anyway, all right, let's go ahead and play the second clip. No. All right, go ahead. Who is it? Beach Boys, that's right. Fun, fun, fun. But what we learn from the Beach Boys is that fun has its limits, correct? Till when? Daddy's going to take... Well, obviously, she just blew off the library like she told her old man now, right? And if that wasn't bad enough, she makes the Indy 500 look like a Roman chariot race now. We all know Roman chariots are only two horsepower. So, here's the third one. Here's the last one. Go ahead. Let's play this. Everybody have fun tonight. Oh, Wang Chung, thank goodness they put the name of their band in the song title or none of us would know that, right? Uh, everybody have fun tonight. Totally follow that. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Sorry you lost me. I have no idea what that means. One of the most ridiculous lyrics in all of, of song making. <clears throat> Other than, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this one, uh, Ro Mr. Rob Robato. Remember Robato? That is the, it's got to be the stupidest lyric. I think what happened is Styx had so many hits strung together that finally the drummer said, you know, I have an idea for a song. There's a very underserved group of, of uh, people that are never talked about, and we need to sing about them. Uh, what's, what's your idea? Robots. They're so... so I don't think it's a good idea, but, but the drummer said, no, no, listen to these first lyrics. Domo arigato, Mr. Robato. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto, right? It gets in your head and it sticks in there and it literally drives you crazy. And some of you will be thinking about that tonight. You're welcome. Well, Cindy Lauper is not the only one that appreciates fun. God appreciates fun to, 
also, and we're going to talk about that today. And uh, I want to direct your attention to your notes. If you have your notes, go ahead and pull those out. Uh, if you're joining us online, go ahead and click on the link in your apps. And we're going to learn about how God values fun. He made the world for us to enjoy it. Uh, the first verse we're going to read today is out of Psalms 126, 1 to 3. And it says this, When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What a joy. Now you've got to understand what this has to do with the Sabbath. The reality is, is Israel had not taken a Sabbath for 490 years. And so uh, God said, this is going to hurt you. And what happened is Babylon came in and took them over and took them exile. So they were gone from their country for 70 years. And as they were coming back after the, the land had had its Sabbath, they were rejoicing. They were laughing. They were having fun. It was a party. They were enjoying their land and their freedom the way God had intended it. God values fun. He created us to experience joy and fulfillment. But there's three things we're going to want to learn about today in order for us to truly appreciate the fun God has for us. God's gift of Sundays allows us, number one, to keep stresses in check. To keep stresses in check. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't stress out. There you go. Don't stress out. Did you know that stress is good? You ever heard that before? Actually, you're designed to handle stress. It's, it's actually good. When you go on a roller coaster and you feel that exhilaration, that's, you're experiencing stress. When you jump out of an airplane, the adrenaline pumps, you're experiencing the exhilaration of stress. When, when you have not done your homework properly and now you have to study and cram the night before, you experience the exhilaration of stress. And, and stress actually helps you hyper-focus. It gives you more energy. Stress is actually a good thing. And, and here's a little tip. This is free. If you have something that doesn't necessarily have a due date on it, it's good to give yourself a due date because it might induce, induce a little bit of stress that will cause you to do that thing sooner than you might otherwise have done it. But the problem is prolonged stress. Prolonged stress is the issue that we face we are not designed to carry stress all the time. You see, when those uh, adrenaline, the cortisol, the things that pump into our system when we're experiencing stress, when that happens over a long period of time, it begins to deteriorate us and it causes us uh, to have hypertension problems and our heart rate goes up and we can't sleep well, we can get depressed. Prolonged stress is very, very damaging to us. And God understands us. And so he wants us to take time to stop worrying about the cares of the world, to stop worrying about the job, stop worrying about even relationships, the things that are happening in our culture and our society, and just stop and experience some joy in our life. Here's what, here's what Jesus said in Luke 12, to 25. He turned to his disciples and he said, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food and your body is more than clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns and God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. 
Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? You see, Jesus understands that the worries of this world will tear us down. It'll hurt us. And at some point, in some times in our lives, even we know we all go through seasons of stress, at some times in life, we have got to start just saying, God, I trust you. I don't know how this is going to work out. I trust you. Things are tight right now, but I know you care about me because you said it right there. You care about the birds and you take care of them. Things may not turn out exactly the way I think, but I know you care about me and you will take care of me. But we can't have fun in life. We can't enjoy life if we're carrying stress around with us. Uh, when we reduce ourselves of stress, when we take a breather and relax and enjoy life, it lowers our blood pressure. We begin to think more clearly. Our relationships get better. There's these places in the world called blue zones. There's five blue zones they've discovered as they've gone around the world and they're on all different continents. And these blue zones are defined by the fact that the people that live in them have a, a high number of people that live beyond a hundred years of age. And the average lifespan is much longer. I'm going to read the different blue zone areas to you. The first blue zone is Okinawa, Japan. Okinawa, Japan. Interesting. The second one is Sardinia, Italy. It's an area of Italy where people live a long time. Uh, the third is Costa Rica, Nicoya, Costa Rica. Interesting. <clears throat> Icaria, Greece is the fourth one. And the last one is probably going to surprise you. Loma Linda, California. <clears throat> right here in California is one of the five blue zones in the, in the world. And in Loma Linda, if you've ever been to Southern California, it's sandwiched between Riverside and San Bernardino. And so right there is Loma Linda. Yeah, there's freeways that go through it. There's smog that floats over it. It's a very busy area, the, the L.A. basin. Hugely busy, stressful place to live. Why in the world would they have this high number of long livers? Well, it's because the people, there's a high proportion of Seventh-day Adventists that live there. And if you know anything about Seventh-day Adventists, yes, they're vegetarians. You can be an unhealthy vegetarian, but one of the things they do, and they're religious about it, they take a Sabbath. They take a day, and they don't do anything. And you know what's crazy? They live on average in that area 10 years longer than other Americans. It's, it's almost a seventh longer. Think about that, a seventh longer. You, you see the math here? We think sometimes that we've got to get this done. I've got, to get, I've got to take a little extra time to do this. And we think we're giving ourselves more time, but we're robbing ourselves of time. Things are going to take care of themselves, like Jesus says. We can worry about them, but we shouldn't carry these things around. Give ourselves time to relax and experience the joy of the creation that God gives, the joy of the relationships that God's given us, the fruit of our labor that God has given us. So we need to understand, we've got to distress ourselves. The second thing is, God's gift of Sundays allows us to replace work for fun. To replace work for fun. We're not designed to work all the time. Now, I'm a recovering workaholic. Any others? Yes. My name is Dan Houck, and it's been one day since my last workaholic day. Yesterday, right? I, my daughters know. My, my wife knows. They know I, I have workaholic tendencies. My wife has to remind me. Take some time off. Uh, part of my issue, if I'm being honest, and I'm going to, part of my issue is my identity is wrapped up into how productive I am. Right? So I feel, I feel like I'm not accomplishing something that I'm not valuable. That's not God's perspective on things. 
And so it keeps me driven to keep doing things rather than taking some downtime and enjoying life. Here's what Jesus said. As Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat on the floor listening to Jesus as he talked. But Martha was jittery and was worrying about the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Sir, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits there while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, Martha, dear friend, you are so upset over all these details. There is really only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. <clears throat> if I could, I like to put myself in the story, so if I could, you know, put myself what I think really was happening. Uh, first of all, Martha's getting, she's, she's very hospitable, right? She's the one that invited Jesus to the house, so she's getting ready for everything. And she sees her sister Mary just sitting on the ground with this goofy look on her face. Look at Jesus, look at her. She's, she is sneering at me. She's, she is looking at Mary and judging Mary because of what Mary's done. And she's feeling all this stress and all this pressure. But what Jesus is saying is, hey, we all make choices. You're making a choice. But Mary has made a choice right now, and actually, she's made the better choice. She is sitting here. You, you don't think Mary was enjoying hearing from the creator of the universe, right? The person who uh, gave sight to the blind and healed the sick and raised the dead. You don't think she was enjoying that time? She was enjoying that time. And Jesus was saying, she's the smart one because she's taking advantage of this opportunity that she has to be in my presence. Uh, maybe Martha hadn't heard that Jesus fed 5,000 people with a single sack lunch, right? <laughs> the reality is taking some time to enjoy life is a choice. Listen to what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. So I decided that there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from him? You see, here's the secret to enjoying life. Connect it to God. Connect it to him. We have a world that is trying to find fulfillment and joy and satisfaction in things. You know, I, I don't know if you know kind of the, the transformation in our culture with advertising, but uh, before, during World War II in that time, advertising was kind of in the print. You would get a newspaper or something like that, and if you needed to buy coffee, there would be an advertisement for coffee. What well, is the best tasting coffee there is, right? And so you'd go to the store and you'd buy coffee. Well, in the 50s, in 1950, we started getting televisions. And in, 50, in 1950, I think there was like uh, 8, 9% of the population had a TV in their house. Well, by the end of the 50s, it was like 87% of people had a TV in their house. And, and Advertising got a little slicker. Pretty soon it started off like this is what you need and this is what our product does to you're not going to be happy without this product. Your identity is tied in with this product. And we've gotten to the point now where it's so sophisticated and we don't even realize it, but on Facebook and when we're doing a Google search, all these things, uh, we're no longer, it's not about the products, you're the product. You're the product. You're bought and sold like a commodity with all these companies because they know to how to manipulate us to be dissatisfied with what we have and keep us always striving for something else. And the reality is, Solomon's saying it right here. Hey, whatever good things we have is coming from God. 
And if we're looking for satisfaction apart from that, it's going to leave us feeling empty. It'll, it'll leave us feeling empty to the next thing. Oh, this will make me happy. Then we go after this new car or this new house or this new job or this new relationship or this new whatever. And, and Solomon's saying, hey, God gave us all this stuff to enjoy. Just chill a little bit. If I could use a scriptural term, chill and enjoy it, right? Uh, I'm not super creative. I don't know how many people are here in creative, are creative, but sometimes like if I want to go on a date with Teresa, I'll actually look online, what's some, some good things to do on a date? And, and it, there's a lot of stupid ideas out there, but there's a couple good ones, right? And most of us know what to do in order to have fun. We know what we like to do, and we do it instinctively, but some of us have, are a little more challenged. So let me give you some ideas for things you can do to have fun on your day off that you take. How about this? Go for a hike. Take a hike. Don't, don't leave. I'm just saying go for a hike, right? Uh, get out in the wilderness. Enjoy nature. I, I like going for a hike until I realize that there's mountain lions and bears out there, and then I want to go back to the car. Go to a movie. They have these chairs now in the movies. Have you been there where they, you push the recliner seat and you go, and you're watching a movie, you know, you're just kind of looking like, you got to hear snoring in the movie theaters now when you go, but uh, play a board game as a family. We're, we're a board game family. We love board games, or uh, we play Jackbox TV. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but there's these games you can play on TV that are a lot of fun, uh, or video games as a family. When I was a little younger, as a young parent, we didn't have a lot of money, and so we had to make up games. And uh, we moved into a house that already had a trampoline in the backyard, so my kids made up a game. It was called the shoe game. And the way it worked is three or four of them would jump on the trampoline. They would put a sh <clears throat> random shoe in the middle, and it would bounce randomly in different directions. And if it hit you, you were out. That was a game. And I'm telling you, that's one of the funnest games they ever invented. Uh, we also had a game in our house that we played called the coat game. And the coat game was uh, we had a coat. There was a safe area, and <clears throat> you could run anywhere you want. But once you left the safe area, you were open to being hit by the coat by whoever was it. And they would throw the coat at you. If the coat hits you in the foot or the arm, wherever, then you were it, and you had to throw the coat at somebody else. I can't tell you how many hours of fun we had with the coat game. It was a lot of fun, right? <clears throat> it's just enjoying life. Uh, play your favorite music, right? Put some, some good music on. There's some bad music too, right? But put some music on that has a, a good rock and beat and enjoy it. Uh, sit and stare out your window. <laughs> Ter Teresa and I bought or, or moved to this house in uh, Carmichael. It has this incredible front yard. It's so beautiful. And we have this big picture window for like a park. And we had this wall where the TV was going to go. And for this first month and a half, I, I just said, I don't know if I ever want to put a TV up. Because it was so idyllic. Like we would sit there and we would watch the squirrels run around. It was kind of squirrel vision, right? And, and the little birds coming to eat in the bird bath. And after a while, we did get bored. But it was relaxing to look out the window. Um, just look through old picture albums. There's a million different things you can do to find some enjoyment in your weekend. We need to learn how to have more fun. The, real, the reality is we want to experience the life of Jesus. At some point, we have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. So, God's gift of Sundays to us allows us to de-stress, to keep it in check. It, it allows us to, to exchange work and begin to focus on having some fun and enjoying the world God created for us. And lastly, God's gift of Sundays allows us to experience a foretaste of what's to come. A foretaste of what's to come. Do you realize 
that God created you for enjoyment, but for far more than what we've experienced, right? We experience God because we come to church, we hear about him. We don't see him face to face, though. That will come in the future. And so the, the enjoyment that we experience now in this life is just a sliver, a sliver with a crack in the door looking into what God has for us. The greatest experience, the greatest concert. How many people here like concerts? Like, I love concerts, right? Ah, everybody's chanting and shouting. If you know the words, you're singing along. And the music's just pounding in your chest, kind of like the worship this morning, right? It, it's, it feels exhilarating. That's a sliver, a microcosm of what you'll experience in heaven. The, the, the sheer enjoyment of other people and, and seeing God's creation is just a sliver of what you're going to experience in heaven. God designed us for deep satisfaction and deep enjoy, enjoyment, and it's only this broken world that's messed things up. It's the stresses that we carry with us that, that stops us for, from seeing what God has prepared for us. You know, I think... It's sad, but I think we miss sometimes what heaven really is all about because we get these, honestly, I think they're stupid pictures. You know, you see these white-robed people with long flowing hair. The guys have long flowing hair and, 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 a, and a white robe, and they're carrying a sheep and a harp, you know. I'm sorry that doesn't stoke me much. I'm not looking forward to carrying a sheep in one arm and playing the harp. I'm not into harps. Now, if you, if you plugged it into an amp and distorted a little bit, wah, 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 you know, I might like harps, but... Not into harps that much. That's not heaven. That's a distortion. Heaven is going to be a rockin' good time. Heaven is going to be a time where we are, for the first time, in the presence of God. In, in unapproachable light, it says. Experiencing the holiness of God. Being in continuous awe. Never getting used to it. Be, being forever more and more in awe. And, and enjoying it in greater and greater detail. That's heaven. This is a little picture of heaven that we get from the Bible. In Revelation 19, 6-9, it says this. Then I heard again, this is John talking, then I heard again what sounded like a shout of a vast crowd or the roar of a mighty ocean wave or the crash of loud thunder. This is a concert of all concerts. Praise the Lord! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb. And his bride has prepared herself. <clears throat> she has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. For the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, these are true words that come from God. You see, the reality is, God has prepared you to be fulfilled. God has prepared you to be connected to other people and especially to be connected to him, to experience him in all his glory and all the awe that that is. And I think we exchange heaven sometimes for a far lesser version of it. 
I, I was in the singles ministry and I did a lot of weddings. I think I've done like almost 40 weddings. And one thing I know about weddings is they're a rockin' party. 20-minute ceremony for, followed by a, a four-hour party, right? Other than the bride and groom, they have one hour of picture taking. But it's, it's designed to be fun. It's designed to be a party. Heaven is going to be far more enjoyable than anything you could possibly imagine. And he's prepared it for you. But as he said here, there's an invitation that goes out. And that invitation has to be accepted by all of us at some point or another in our life. God's not a, a guy who strong arms us. God's a person who loves us and woos us and wants to draw us to himself out of our own will, of our own volition, so that we can be in a relationship with him. So he invites us to come to this, to understand who he is, to understand how he's designed us to, for, for pure enjoyment of him and each other. And so I'm going to give those of you who may never have taken this step of faith this morning to, to enter into that relationship with him. But I also want to pray for some of you who have been carrying around a lot of stress, who have a very tough time stopping and just experiencing what God has prepared for you, the fruits of your labor, the time in the week he's given you to fully enjoy him and, and all that he's prepared for you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much that you know us so well, that you know what we need. You know what speaks to our hearts. You know what brings us the greatest joy and satisfaction in life. And as good as it is to experience the fruit of our labor and the work, there's, there's a certain satisfaction we feel in the work that we do. Lord, if that's all we do, it can tear us down and create worry in our lives. And so, I just want to pray for those this morning who maybe have just been going and going and going and they need to ask you right now, Lord, help me. I'm in a season. Help me to take some time to be able to just enjoy you and to enjoy the life that you've given me. And if that's you right now, I just pray, God, you would cement in their lives right now just a decision. I'm going to put a stake in the ground this morning. And I'm going to start enjoying regularly this great life that God has given me. And there may be some others that have come in here and, and they've been trying to go after fun, which is all well and good, but not connected to you. Fun for fun's sake is emptiness in the end. And if that's you and what you need right now more than anything else is a relationship with the God that loves you, I just... I, you can just experience it right now by saying, God, I just want to give my life to you. Just forgive me for trying to do things my own way. Help me to know who I am and who you are. I want to follow you all the days of my life so I can experience this joy that Dan's talked about and the joy that you have prepared for me someday in heaven. And if you, if you pray that right now, then today you are in that family. You are accepting that wedding invitation. God, we thank you so much for how you love us so well, how you give us things that are so meaningful to our lives, 
and transformative in our lives. And for all you do for us, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.